Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. Today, I'm going to focus mostly on that huge three-game run that the Hawkeye men's basketball team had. Duke, Iowa State, and Wisconsin didn't quite go as planned, derailed a bit by injuries, but I'll get into that a little bit later. First, I want to talk a little bit about football. We had some breaking news here. Tight end Eric All has announced that he is going to be transferring to the Iowa Hawkeyes from Michigan along with Cade McNamara. Those two obviously have a really good rapport. I believe they've been roommates. And in 2021, when Cade McNamara was quarterback, Eric All had 38 catches, 437 yards. That's over an 11-yard average per catch, two touchdowns. And that was on the way to a Big Ten championship and a win over the Hawkeyes in Indianapolis. And on a, a run to the, the national championship playoff. So really excited to have Eric All help bolster that tight end room. Think of Sam Laporta leaving and, and how much production that goes away with him from last year's team. So now to have two really solid tight ends, Luke Lachey, Eric All back there for the Hawkeyes, that is just huge. Well, the thing that everybody's wondering is, what about wide receivers? Are we going to get some wide receivers from the transfer portal? And we sure hope so. They do have some guys back. Deontay Vines uh, is one that's back. He had been injured much of last year. Hopefully, he's going to be able to provide a vertical threat next year when he's healthy. Um, who else? They have Keegan Johnson, obviously tra uh, transferred. He's announced that he's going to Kansas State. Arlen Bruce, the fourth, is a transfer. He hasn't announced anything yet. Who knows, he could be coming back, or, or likely he's going to be going somewhere else. But Brody Brecht, he started coming on last year. He's had quite a few injuries in his career, if he can stay healthy. He's a big wide receiver, big target for Cade McNamara. Jacob Bostic, he's another big target, 6'2". I needed to put a little weight on. He redshirted this past year. Also battled some injuries in his freshman season. That seemed to be the theme this past year. And then there's the walk-ons, the Alec Wicks. Um, oh, gosh, some of those guys that we heard about last year that were doing a good job, Jack Johnson. But the Hawkeyes need to dip into that transfer portal and find a couple of guys because they really need to focus next year on going downfield, um, making the defenses more honest on how they play the Hawkeyes opening up more running lanes, not letting them creep down to the line of scrimmages with the safeties and the cornerbacks and getting eight, nine guys in the box. And, you know, another thing I have heard is that Nico Regani uh, is considering coming back. He may be back for a sixth year, the COVID year. Um, he'll be 24 in, in January, I believe. So uh, hopefully he's getting some sort of an advanced degree if he comes back to be a Hawkeye, but that would be good to see. He had a, he had a really good year last year. Again, battled some injuries, but when he got healthy, he made some, some pretty big plays for the Hawkeyes. So they have some guys there, but you'd really like to see them get a couple of guys in the portal to help bolster that wide receiver room, especially with some guys that are speedy, that can get down the field, that can make guys miss, uh, get that yak, the, the yards after catch. So offensively, the Hawkeyes are obviously making some moves in the portal, some big-time moves. Cade McNamara, a big upgrade at the quarterback position. Eric All to help, you know, soften the blow of Sam Laporta heading to the NFL after this season. I think we're we're waiting too to hear if there's some offensive staff changes. That probably won't come until after 
the first of the year sometime in January. Maybe we'll we'll hear what kind of changes are taking place there. On the defensive side of the ball, there have been a couple of surprises there, some not too surprising guys that aren't getting playing time that, that have hit the transfer portal. Justin Jacobs, I thought was surprising uh, with you know the guys that are leaving with with a couple of unbelievable seniors and the amount of snaps that Justin Jacobs could get really at, at any position he wanted to play. I think he's talented enough he could play about any linebacker position for the Hawkeyes. And if you look at the success that Hawkeye linebackers have had in the NFL, I mean, there's so many guys that are in the NFL today. Anthony Hitchens, Christian Kirksey, uh, the outlaw, Josie, J- Josie Jewell, to name a few. And obviously the Hawkeyes are going to have another one that's going to have a whole lot of success, Jack Campbell, next year in the NFL. So really surprising to go to Oregon. I mean, some people think you know, there's rumors it could be a financial thing, leaving for financial reasons. That's a possibility in this, in this world that we're in today with NIL, and that could be the case. Because otherwise, I mean, I, I don't know much about defense in the Pac-10 or the Pac-8 or whatever they're going to call it now. Um, and it just doesn't seem like a place where you're going to go if you want to be a star linebacker. You're going to probably get 60 tackles where you might get 110 if you come back to be with the Hawkeyes next year. But that's his choice. I don't I don't worry about the transfer portal anymore. These guys can do whatever they want to do, and if they have some sort of reason that they want to move on, then it's best to get guys that really want to be in there and want to be true Hawkeyes to be in those positions Terry Roberts was the other one that surprised me. He has struggled with injuries much of his career. When he's been in there, he's seemed really good. He's been such a great special teams player as well. You know, it may have been, you know, uncertainty over whether he'd be starting next year with some of the guys that the Hawkeyes will have coming back. Um, but I think he would have gotten a lot of playing time, and, and he, was a, he was a great Hawkeye while he was there. So wish him the best in the transfer portal as well. Well, that's enough about football for now. May do a short preview before the Music City Bowl. I don't know what I'll preview. I don't know who's going to be playing in that game, to be honest with you. Is it going to be Joey Labus at quarterback, Eric May for the Hawkeyes? Uh, That's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I'm excited. Are they going to throw some new wrinkles in that we haven't seen with those guys at quarterback? Um, So I'm excited for the game. I just, you you don't know who you're going to see after all these transfers and then guys opting out of the bowl for Kentucky. Will Levis, Levis, their quarterback, he has opted out. Uh, They've had some other guys as well. So it's going to be interesting and hopefully just a fun game to watch. Well, the Hawkeyes, when it comes to basketball, we were hoping for a 3-0 run. I said I'd be happy with 2-1 playing Duke, Iowa State, and Wisconsin. The Hawkeyes were only able to get a win. It was a blowout win against the Cyclones. That was just a blast to watch. But against Duke, you know, the Hawkeyes only lost by 12. I say only. I mean, they weren't blown out by 20, 25 points or anything like that. But it was just a poor, poor shooting game for the Hawkeyes. Chris Murray had eight points, seven rebounds, three assists in the game, but he was playing injured. And we then found out that his injury was a little bit more severe than they thought. And he hasn't played since and is going to be out at least until early January. 
Philip Robracha, 10 points, 8 rebounds. Patrick McCaffrey had 12 points in that game. But guys were really struggling. If you look at overall, the shooting percentage, the Hawkeyes shot just under 40%. But when you look at three-pointers, Duke was 7 of 20 from three. The Hawkeyes, 3 of 16, just 19% from three. The Hawkeyes also struggled from the free-throw line in that game, 9 of 15. And I just recall a lot of missed point-blank range baskets. I mean, the Hawkeyes would drive to the hoop, throw one up, and just just miss it. I, it was frustrating to watch just because that's not the team that we're expecting to see out of the Hawkeyes. Well, then you're thinking it's a quick turnaround. That was a Tuesday game, late, late game. It was 10 o'clock locally in New York City, Madison Square Garden. And they had to turn around and play Thursday night at Carver-Hawkeye Arena against Iowa State. And the Hawkeyes jump out to, a, I believe it was a 15-0 start and then a 20-2 start in that game. Hawkeyes led the whole way, ended up winning 75-56, 19-point win, and it wasn't even that close. Not even, not even that close. It was 30 points most of the game, just... A lot of fun to watch the Hawkeyes just roll over Iowa State and just destroy them. I believe they were ranked 20th at the time as well. And Philip Robracha had 22 points and 11 rebounds, hit a couple of threes in this game, which I, I believe it was the first threes of his career. Patrick, Patrick McCaffrey had 13 points, Connor with 14. Aaron Euless, 8 points, 7 rebounds as well for him. Tony Perkins with Double figures, 10 points, six rebounds, three assists. Just all around, you know, pretty decent game for those guys. And, and it was really exciting to see, fun basketball game. Then the Hawkeyes had another home game, but on Sunday they had to face the Badgers without another starter. So Aaron Euless was unable to play along with Chris Murray, and I need to mention, you know, against Iowa State, not having Chris Murray going into that game, I was not optimistic at all. I mean, he's your 20-point scorer. He's your leading rebounder. He's your leader out on the court. And to not have him out there against Iowa State, I was really concerned. So, you know, you got to give props to all those guys, but especially Philip Robracha for stepping up with 22 points, 11 rebounds, uh, helping to to fill those shoes. So again, just a just a great victory over the Cyclones. And against Wisconsin, you find out Aaron Euless isn't starting and then that he's not even dressed to play. He's out for the game and again, just not feeling too good about what's going to happen against the Badgers, but I will say the Hawkeyes showed a lot of fight in that game. Ended up being an overtime loss, 78-75 to to the Badgers. Badgers are 8-2. and two. The Hawkeyes fell to 7-3. and three. Badgers ranked 22 in the nation. So, I mean, good game by the Hawkeyes. You're talking, again, you're missing your, your leading scorer and rebounder, Chris Murray. Aaron Euless, who's, who's played some good basketball this year, is out as well. And, I mean, you look at the production for Aaron Euless. He's been averaging 23 minutes per game 
Six and a half points, two rebounds, almost three assists, almost a steal per game. So, you know, and not to mention he's a 78% free throw shooter. And he's actually been one of their better three-point shooters this year. He's been shooting 37% from three. So huge having two of your starters out and playing a, a solid team like Wisconsin. And Patrick McCaffrey really was strong in this game. He had 24 points. He really went after it in that second half. Seven rebounds. Tony Perkins, 17 points, six rebounds, three assists. The other McCaffrey, Connor, just one of his better games. I mean, he's he's been starting with these injuries, with this injury. You know, he had to start. And he was 17 points, 10 rebounds, five assists in 41 minutes. Perkins, incidentally, by the way, played... 44 minutes in that game because of the overtime. That's just amazing. But, you know, that with the injuries, the guys had to do what they had to do going into overtime. DeSante Bowen played 20 minutes. He had two points, four assists, four rebounds. Uh, Philip Robracha, 10 points, eight rebounds. So almost a double-double there. He also had four assists. And then Peyton Sanford, again, just struggling out there. He was 0 of 5 from 3. I believe he was 0 of 7 overall in the game. Just two points from the free throw line. Josh Dix played some minutes, didn't score. And then 10 minutes for Carter Kingsbury. And Carter Kingsbury did knock down a 3. It was pretty exciting to see. And uh, he had one rebound, one assist. So good to see Carter Kingsbury, of course, the son of, of former Hawkeye Chris Kingsbury, getting in there and and getting some playing time in a, in a really meaningful conference game. Well, overall, in this one, you know, the Hawkeyes, again, just did not shoot the ball well. 42% field goal percentage, just 26% from three. You know, Wisconsin, they couldn't shoot from three either, 27% from three. But they knocked them down in overtime. They knocked them down late in the game. It was just frustrating, especially that overtime Wisconsin could not miss in overtime. I don't know if the Hawkeyes got more than one stop during the overtime, but free throws, the Hawkeyes 82%. You know, Wisconsin kind of kept the Hawkeyes in it. Uh, the Hawkeyes did have to overcome an eight-point deficit with about 52 seconds left in the game, and Wisconsin missed some free throws and let the Hawkeyes get back in it and tie it up, force that overtime. So really exciting Finish to the game. The Hawkeyes out-rebounded Wisconsin. Wisconsin has a seven-footer. So that, that was good to see. 42-33. to 33. Hawkeyes had 10 offensive rebounds. Only gave up four offensive rebounds to the Badgers. So overall, you know, uh, when you're, you're talking about the two guys, the two big pieces of that, that team that were missing in Murray and Uless. You know, I'm pretty proud of how the Hawkeyes played in that game. Turnovers were a big issue in this game. 15 turnovers for the Hawkeyes, and, and you just don't see that typically from an Iowa Hawkeyes basketball team. Well, what's up next for the Hawkeyes? They have a, a couple of non-conference games. SEMO, Southeast Missouri on Saturday. Eastern Illinois the following Wednesday. And then the Hawkeyes play at Nebraska, and that's not an easy game at this point. Nebraska... Knocked off Creighton earlier this year. 
They almost knocked off Purdue. It looked like they could have potentially beaten Purdue, and some calls didn't go their way in that game. So don't just automatically put that in the win column, especially with Chris Murray out. And then the Hawkeyes have to go to Penn State on January 1st, a New Year's Day game at Penn State, 4.30 p.m. So the Hawkeyes have a, have a week here, you know, to kind of play a couple of teams that aren't as strong, and then they go back into Big Ten action on December 29th. They're going to be without Chris Murray for a while, at least the next four games, it sounds like, maybe longer. So hopefully he'll heal up. Uh, there's some time here for Aaron Euless to get healthy, and hopefully the Hawkeyes can get a couple of wins, and then you know, non-conference wins, and then a couple of conference wins to, to get things going in the right direction there. I'm not, you know, I, I still like this team. It's it's difficult with Chris Murray out. You look at the three-point percentage, the, just the shooting percentage overall. I thought this was going to be a really good shooting team, but Peyton Sanford has just struggled mightily. I still think he's a good shooter. He's been a good shooter. You know, last year we saw what he did in the in the Big Ten championship run. Um, he's got skills. He's going to be shooting the ball and he's going to be making buckets. So once we get Peyton Sanford turned around a little bit, get Aaron Euless back on the court, you get Chris Murray back. Those guys are pretty good three-point shooters. That's really going to help. Uh, Tony Perkins, I think, can improve his shot. Patrick McCaffrey's kind of getting his shot going here. Uh, Connor has been shooting well. So I still think you know, this is a team that can that can get to the NCAA tournament. They've got some work to do, especially you know, with Chris Murray out, the injuries that they have right now. But they really need to get their shots falling, need to get some confidence, and, and need to get a couple of wins here early in the Big Ten season so they don't fall in too big of a hole. Well, that's all I have for today. Hopefully try to get a couple more podcasts in before the, the start of the new year. Thanks again for listening, and go Hawks!